This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up, lovelies? Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and welcome to episode number 11. I must say this one is going to be fire. It is the month of love and with Valentine's right around the corner, it just felt right to jump in the deep end of self-love, sisterhood, and relationships with one of the most wonderful love and relationship educators, Kelsey Grant. She is absolutely lovely and I just can't wait to share her with you. So Lady Talk Radio, as you know, is all about real conversations about real life, because why not have more real conversations about the real stuff going down in our everyday lives? So if you haven't got the memo yet, there have been some juicy changes going down in the Lady Alpha and Lady Talk scene. So if you are not yet a subscriber, get your cute little booty over to weareladyalpha.com and get yourself subscribed, girl, because there are a lot of incredible things that we are putting in place to support your juicy goals this year and help you show up more healthy, happy, and powerful in your everyday game. So as you have probably noticed, Lady Talk Radio is now being released on Thursdays and not being aired live. We learned some amazing stuff. We loved all your feedback. And I'm so looking forward to sharing so, so, so many more amazing conversations with all of you. So mm -hmm. today's episode is all about self-love and sisterhood, the sweet, sweet sound. And if you are anything like me, this has been just a huge role in your personal journey. Or perhaps this is actually where you've been feeling the missing link is for you. Wherever you are at, girl, just sit back and soak it up. Because uh, funny enough, I actually came across Kelsey on social media. And I have to say, I totally fell in love with her. Uh, Her heart for this work, for people, is just so contagious. And I'm just really incredibly excited to be chatting with her today and sharing her knowledge and heart with you. I have a hunch you're probably going to fall in love with her as well. So I want to tell you a little bit more about Kelsey before we dive into this delicious combo. Uh, Kelsey is actually like ridiculously exuding passion. And you will, you will realize that when you go to any, any of her pages, her website, her Instagram, her Facebook, anything. She is so passionate about living in a world where people feel inspired, fulfilled, balanced, happy, within the expansiveness of their intimate relationships. And her work is deeply rooted in radical self-love methodology. So she's writing, she's speaking, and she's teaching coaches, thought leaders, and game changers. That's you. How to access greater alignment with love for their leadership and relationships to thrive. She is also the founder and facilitator of a local sisterhood circle that creates safe space for women to open up their hearts and share what is really going on behind the scenes of their lives. So... She's going to fit in just nicely with us, isn't she? And currently, she is teaching her Year of Love Masterclass, a curriculum focused on providing the essential tools that we don't know, that we don't know about love and partnership that are key foundations to creating and maintaining relationships that really work. Mm-hmm. Tis the season. So just because the show's not live anymore doesn't mean that we don't love, love, love hearing from you. Remember that we always welcome your comments and questions. So if you have something that you hear on the show and you're like, I want to know more, feel free to message us, email, whatever that looks like for you. And I will make sure it either gets to Kelsey if it's for her or I will answer your questions, girl. So without further delay, let's jump in. Let's get Kelsey on the line. Hey, Kelsey. Hey, how's it going? What a great intro. I was like sitting back. I was like, "Wow, that was that was sweet." I'm digging where this is going. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we're gonna have a wonderful conversation. And thanks for thanks for your willingness to to dive into this today. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Absolutely, it's mm-hmm. totally my honor. And it's like you said, one of my favorite things. I could talk about it for you know the rest of my life, which is the plan. And. Uh, <laughs> Nice. So uh, I'm totally game. Let's do this. Awesome. Well, why don't we, like, I know that we want to get to know you too, right? So why don't we start by just giving a little bit of a look behind the scenes of your life right now? I know you got an event coming up. You got stuff going on. Like, what's what's your everyday life looking like these days? Well, my everyday life these days is full of, like, coaching and teaching. So I'm running that master class, and I have four groups running right now. And so there's four different classes that I teach on a weekly basis. So it's a year-long class where 
they get me on the line every single week for an entire year, and they also go through a curriculum that I wrote and designed um, to cover the five fundamental areas that have relationships work. So self-love, mindset, you know, making sense of men, not the big one, uh, our feminine <laughs> essence, and partnership tools. So Beautiful. when we're actually in the relationship, what do we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, so much of the dating and love industry is about getting into the relationship and setting up to get into that relationship, and then then what? So, yeah. we cover that in the curriculum. So, a lot of my week is spent, you know, working with those ladies. I take twenty five women a year, and I work very closely with them in that program. I also have my event coming up on the weekend, and that's a full day event on self-love, sisterhood, and making magic with men. So it's a nice introduction to everything that we're up to in my company. And I also have a self-love 101 mastermind that's run by my team. And we have five different classes for that that begin at the end of February. And they are run by one of my five facilitators who have all completed the self-love curriculum, the master class, and most of them have done additional one-on-one work with me. And so most of my my week and my days are spent either creating content, studying, researching, coaching, leading, teaching, and, you know, also maintaining a balance with my practices. So getting to the gym and doing my meditation and prioritizing time every day to make healthy food and all of those rituals for my success so that I can continue to show up powerfully for the people that not only rely on me, but also the people that are taking this information and helping the message you know, spread further and further and further into the world. Yes. So it's kind of the snapshot of my current day life. We're about to go into like full-on event production uh, this weekend, and then we're taking the one-day um, workshop to Calgary and Edmonton, possibly Toronto in the fall, and then we've got a retreat lined up in Ireland in a castle. Wow. And we're gonna... <laughs> so like the entire year this year is all about these incredible events and these classes that stem from those events. And it's always been my dream to run a retreat in a castle. And that literally manifested a couple weeks ago. And we're looking at dates in like late October, beginning of November, and mm. taking a group of women over to Ireland in this castle, and it's going to be a heart-healing retreat, so mostly focused on women who are going through either a challenging breakup, divorce, separation, or heartbreak of any kind, and they really want to step into healing their heart on purpose yeah. and opening up to love again, whatever form that is supposed to take for them. So there's, there's a lot you know, in the pipeline this year that (laughs) keeps me pretty busy and all of it is just so much fun and I feel incredibly blessed to have the team that I do and the women that I get to work with on a daily basis, not only in my team but in the classes, are just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, like, that is sisterhood in action and that's really what we want our company to represent is this new model of leadership but done from a feminine perspective done from a perspective of sisterhood in action. So we really want to get away from that whole catty competition bullshit and move towards alignment and really working in, you know, harmony and congruence with each other because women, we're hardwired for that. We're hardwired for connection. We're hardwired to work in tandem with one another as women. And a lot of us are out of sync with that, natural hardwiring given the context of our society. So we're bringing that back like full force. (laughs) And it's it's a lot of fun and it's really nourishing for everyone to be a part of a team that actually is all about supporting one another and contributing to their individual dreams, but also the collective dreams of the company. Yes, absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much for the work that you're doing, Kelsey. Seriously. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. And and just another thing, I'm sorry, castle, it's like the first thing <laughs> I heard this term yesterday and it's like sticking out in my head now. It's like queendom. 
your queendom. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl. That sounds incredible. <laughs> incredible. Clearly, like you yeah. have a lot going on, right? And I loved what you mm-hmm. said about like still having your practices, still still nourishing and and doing everything that you need to do for yourself as well. Because my experience yeah. of you is that you are full of energy. You're full of vibrancy. Like you know, and I, and I really want to speak to that for a second. Like, um, clearly, yeah. you love the work that you do. And I want to kind of back it up. Like, how did this start for you? Where, how did you fall in love with this work? Mm. Well, we're going to have to rewind like 10 years. Okay. Um, Nice. Yeah. So 10 years ago, I was living in a different city. I was in a band. I co-owned a recording studio with my partner at the time. And I felt this pull for something more. And I had just finished my degree uh, at the University of Calgary and, you know, studying people and psychology and the interdynamics of human relationships really fired something up in me. And I'm like, I I got, there there just has to be something more than what I'm doing here. Not that I don't love music, like I adore music and I adore my life here and my partner and everything that's going on, but there's just something missing and I felt this pull to come out to Vancouver. And, you know, my partner at the time, you know, we, we just were going in very different directions and we chose to end our relationship. And I, you know, put myself in some personal development courses and I ended up moving to Vancouver shortly after that and meeting my people, like my tribe out mm-hmm. here. And I call them my band of brothers because these guys, you know, have taught me so much about what it means to be a woman just being in the presence of their incredible masculinity because, you know, Kelsey was in, like, hardcore masculine mode, like, get shit done, make right. things happen, which is great for running a business, but it's not so great when it comes to a relationship. And so being in this community of really high-level, high-performing men, there was no room for my masculinity there. There is only room for my feminine energy to start to emerge. And so I started to play with that. I established my coaching company, uh, I guess that was eight years ago, and it kind of took on a life of its own. I began with business and life coaching and noticed the theme that, you know, almost every conversation I was having came back to relationships. And know, the relationship issues that were happening in their family or with their colleagues or with their partner could all be boiled down to the relationship they had with themselves. And then I began to really start playing with this idea of, well, what's my relationship to myself? And do I legitimately like who I am? And for the most part, the answer was yes. And I felt really great about that. And then I hit a really intense uh, point in my relationship, my last relationship, and we separated for a period of time, and that was brutal. And it brought up all of this unresolved pain that I hadn't met. And it was in that moment where I was like, if I'm going to be a leader in this world, I have to deal with my shit, and I have to look at this pain, and I have to let it process through me. And it was in that experience that I developed the entire rebrand of the company to be focused on radical self-love, which just means getting to the root of all love, which is self-love and self-acceptance. And that becomes the baseline for all other areas of relationship to blossom, whether that's the relationship to money, relationship to your passion, relationship to another person. Like all of it stems from that connection we have to ourselves and ultimately our divine purpose and what are we here to do? What are we here to express? Like what are we here to leave the world with? And to me that is all part of what self-love is and it was through my personal experiences in my relationships that really brought me to fine-tuning this work. Um, So that's, you know, the the five-second overview of... (laughs) Love Maybe not five it. seconds, more like five minutes. But you know, that's that's how I got to you know really activating and finding this this niche and this area for myself that clearly fires me up. And like I said, I could talk about it for days. And clearly, women are asking for you know, like you're. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, a huge topic. And I'm actually hearing this this specific statement a lot lately. Like, I know I need to love myself more, but I don't know where to start. 
Mm. or I don't know how, you know, like what, what is self-love, you know? And I think we often hear about like self-care and we hear about, you know, like having a spa day or something like that. But to you, what is some of the sort of like, like the ways that you truly love yourself and practice self-love? So self-care is a huge part of it because to me, self-care is the bridge or the vehicle to the destination of Mm self-love. And if we're not caring for our body, it's it's very hard to get into the world of self-love if we're putting toxic shit into our body all day long. Totally. And, you know, in terms of, you know, self-love is very psychological and spiritual in nature. And it also has this huge component to your emotional reality. And it's incredibly scary to dive into that pool if, you know, we we don't have a clear channel to work with. So by prioritizing self-care and things like relaxation and meditation, eating cleanly, exercising, those those pieces actually create the best container to do the deep dive that self-love requires of you. And for me, self-love is the embodiment of harmonizing your mind, your emotions, your spirituality, your sexuality, your feminine essence, and really bringing it all together to a point where you can look at any one of those areas and say, you know what, I truly accept myself. And I accept myself with the light side of that area, and I accept myself on the shadow side of that area. Because we all have that inner saboteur that just wreaks havoc (laughs) and, you know, wants to literally sabotage your success in any area of life. And if we have a really resistant relationship to our darkness, you know, the parts of us that feel angry, that are resentful, that are spiteful, like all of those pieces make up who we are. And self-love to me is looking at those areas and finding ways to integrate them into our experience so that we aren't run by them. Because the more and more we put the blinders on and say, that doesn't exist for me, I'm all love and light, I'm all love and light, I'm all love and light, which is such bullshit because you're not. Like there are you get cut off in traffic and you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like that alone, like, or if you ever get frustrated or if you're ever upset, like that is part of the shadow and that needs to be honored just as much as your light does. And in fact, by honoring the darkness, it allows your light to shine even brighter. Yeah. And self-love to me is going through the process of learning how to powerfully relate to your shadow in a way that it doesn't take you under, but it Mm -hmm. actually gives you high-quality information to fine-tune your human machine so that you actually can fulfill on your ultimate mission on this planet. Oh, yes, it does. I might even just like (laughs) snag that little that little segment out and just replay it for you guys listening. That was so epic. And something that I've actually personally been thinking about a lot because I noticed recently that I was rejecting certain parts of myself and Mm. and any any self rejection is still rejection. We're still, you know, not truly showing up and shining a light on who we truly are in the world. So I love that you just went there. So, so beautiful. Um, yes. Ah, I feel better already having this conversation. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, guys, that's it. We're going to wrap up now. Just yep. have a great weekend. All the answers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she just dropped the truth. Yeah. Beautiful. The whole universal yeah. truth. You're welcome. Right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I love how much this, this is a kind of a, like a three tier, uh, focus in in some of the work that you're doing Mm. the Mm self-love the sisterhood in relationship and I assume that a lot of lovelies listening in right now are they're either looking to lean into their present partnerships and and really go deeper or they're looking to attract the partner that they truly want uh Mm -hmm. why do you feel that self-love and and sisterhood are so essential when it comes to having happy and healthy relationships with men um well in terms of self-love if we are so busy rejecting parts of who we are, Mm -hmm. when we get into partnership with someone else, what we'll do is we will project those disowned parts of ourselves onto our partner. And that creates such a toxic environment. And there's no real space for true love to really thrive. 
And so by really investing into our own self-exploration and becoming more self-aware, becoming more self-compassionate, uh, becoming more self-loving, and you know, really giving yourself those tools of positive acknowledgement, but also knowing how to meet your darkness, it allows you to hold space to meet someone else's humanity. Mm-hmm. Because your partner has the same shit going on. And he's got a shadow or she has a shadow and they also have this light side to them. And relationships aren't just about the light side. The relationship is a container that's going to make both of you more conscious, both of you more aware of what's really lurking behind the scene in both your shadow but also what's infinitely in that world of potential for you. That's what the divine purpose of your relationship is. And if we don't have context for that within ourselves, as soon as our partner shadow, it's going to either break out into an all-out war with our partner, <laughs> or we're going to cut and run. And you know that may look like I'm going to sabotage the shit out of this relationship so he leaves or she leaves, mm-hmm. or I'm just going to peace out. And you miss the sweetness that is available when two people can sit in their human rawness and witness each other. And that is such a sacred moment of intimate connection that many people miss because they don't have that, you know, connection to themselves. They can't sit with their own darkness. So how would they ever be able to make space for another person? Or if we haven't really resolved who we are and what we stand for in the world, we're going to go into over-investing into the relationship, and this happens all the time with women. When we don't know who we are, what we stand for, what our boundaries are, what our standards are, we will go into automatic people-pleasing and, you know, how can I be most appealing and most pleasing? And, you know, if I'm this easygoing, he will choose me, which is such bullshit because Mm -hmm. (laughs) he wants to meet you. He wants to know who you are, and in terms of male-female dynamics, like, provider over here, he needs to know what it is that he can provide you with that will allow him to feel like he's a success with you. And if you don't know who you are and what you need, there's no way that you can effectively communicate that to your partner and allow him to show up powerfully for you. And so like, there's all of these interdynamics that are woven into really beginning to honor that relationship of self-love. And you know, the impact is fantastic over here in relationship land because the second you know who you are, what you stand for, and you're actually okay with mm-hmm. who you are, you can go to someone new and say, this is what I stand for. This is what I'm looking for. I'm actually really interested in getting married and having babies in the next year. And you can say that on your first date. Yeah. And someone who is like really in their own alignment has no problem saying that because why would I waste my time with someone who doesn't want those things, you know, and I would rather find out on date number one than invest emotionally with that person who is never going to be able to provide me with what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes sense, you know, to have that piece of self-awareness, self-love. And then when we go into sisterhood, there's something that happens, you know, in terms of the masculine operating system and the feminine operating system. The feminine operating system likes to drop hints a lot of the time. We're, we're not always that clear in our intentions, but we hint. And like as another woman, I can pick up on your cues and I will respond to the underlying hint that is being dropped. The masculine does not have that same function hardwired in, and so when we do that with men, and they don't pick up on our cues, we're like, ha, oh, he doesn't love me, he doesn't care about me, and blah, 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 you know. It just, it's downward spirals from there. So having a strong circle of sisters allows certain emotional needs that you have to be met. Yeah. And there's a connection that happens when women actually bond together in a very healthy way that fulfills part of their emotional needs that, unfortunately, men are never going to be able to fulfill because they're men. They're hardwired differently. Mm-hmm. And so instead of trying to put men on the track of, okay, I'm going to convert you into becoming the best possible woman that <laughs> I need, instead we have women in our lives who provide that nourishment, who provide that understanding, who provide that safe space 
for us to actually be in our feminine energy and be nurtured there. And so then we actually create space for our masculine partners to show up in all of their masculine brilliance. And we can be in awe and appreciation of the unique gift that their operating system has to offer us. But if we don't have sisterhood, we're going to make him our everything. And we are going to put all of this emphasis on him providing for all of our emotional needs in a fundamentally feminine way and then be pissed at him because he can't do that and or at least not in the way that a woman would and then it builds resentment it builds frustration and it eventually erodes the connection and he'll get to a point where he's like i can't win with this person Mm -hmm. she's hard she's resentful she criticizes and i'm out and that's so heartbreaking to me because there's a lot of preventative medicine that we could be doing here that could enable those connections to really thrive. But if we don't know the mechanics of even the differences between men and women and being open to embracing and playing with that and then really elevating our sisterhood circles and you know, those circles of influence of women and increasing the quality of those connections um, and playing on our self-love, like it, it does wear and tear on our relationships with men. And that's not just romantic relationships with men, that's friendships with men, that's your brothers, your fathers, like all of those relationships with the masculine are impacted based on our personal relationship to ourselves and to our sisters. Yeah, so powerful. And what I love about your work is that you really focus not on just like doing the right stuff, you know, to, to hack your relationship, but but really fulfilling and honoring your natural needs as a woman and is honoring okay. yourself and, and really truly being connected and clear about what you want and who you are. I mean, those are those are going to improve your life. It sounds like in all regards, not just in even mm-hmm. in relationships. So, so, so cool. Um, what do you see like in terms of self-love and standards in relationships like like where do you see that that's that line sort of crosses where um you know a lot of us women are maybe not really upholding some of the standards that we have for our relationships or our lives based on a lack of self-love i mean it a lot of fear can creep in you know and the fear is what has us go back on our standard and sell Mm -hmm. ourselves out And we also have to be responsible for the fact that as human beings, we have two modes. So we have our instinct, which is all about survival and our survival needs. But then we also have our essence, which is the part of us that is, you know, really conscious of our potential and is aware that we have, you know, this infinite potential to create magic and to fulfill on any dream that our heart can really conjure up. And so if we don't know that, if we don't know that we've got these two different modes operating and we're not responsible for them, what will happen is, you know, that part of our instinct will get fired up at some point. And if we don't have a handle on who we are and what we stand for, which is all located in the essence, in the essence camp, we are totally disconnected from that. Our instinct is going to take over and our instinct as women being, you know, smaller and weaker, you know, arguably speaking, like we're always going to be the smaller and weaker sex. And that doesn't mean that we don't have infinite strength and capability to achieve great things. But in instinct land, that will have us go into these really weird modes of people pleasing. Because instinct is all about survival and we don't want to, to alienate or piss off the gender that is bigger and stronger. And so that will have us go back on our, on our standards because, you know, we're not in that mode of self-love. We're not in that mode of alignment with self. Alignment mm-hmm. with self enables us to stay strong in our boundaries, be clear on what those boundaries are, and set the relationship up to succeed from the beginning by communicating those expectations, communicating those boundaries, communicating those standards, and legitimately being okay with you know, leaving the relationship or, you know, reinforcing the boundary if it gets crossed. And, you know, we can get into this mode of, well, I've just found a provider and a protector, even though I know I'm not emotionally fulfilled here and I'm not mentally stimulated and I'm certainly not spiritually connected, but I have a person 
so that's good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's wild what we'll settle for yeah. if we're being run by our instinct. But as soon as we start the path of self-love, we're now putting ourselves in that mode of essence. And the mode of essence is where your incredible divine feminine power resides. And that part of you understands that, you know, you know that saying, like, men are like buses, like, if one leaves, another one's always coming. Like, <laughs> uh, I have not heard that before, but I like it. No, it's funny. It is. <laughs> it is funny. And it's so true. Like, if, if this guy is a guy that, you know, dishonors you in the first place, like, you're clear about what works for you and what you want and what you stand for, yeah. and he is constantly breaking boundaries and dishonoring himself, because that's a dishonor itself when someone does that. Yeah. And the ripple effect is it dishonors you as well. You need to be able to honor yourself and walk away from that situation knowing that there's always another high-quality man ready and waiting for you. And those guys cannot meet you if you are operating in a low-quality capacity. Yeah. And low quality capacity is being run by instinct and, you know, not being brave enough to say, this is what I want. And like right from the beginning, women do this all the time on date number one. Mm-hmm. They won't reinforce their standard. They won't say, I'm looking for X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, they'll be like, hey, yeah, I'm okay with just like casually dating or yeah, I'm totally fine with just like having sex. And that's such a lie. You know, yeah. and, you know, occasionally it might be true, and that's very, very rare. You know, if we really dug in there, <laughs> we would find that there's a deeper truth, and the deeper truth is likely connected to a relationship, mm-hmm. a committed relationship with someone that adores you and respects you and celebra- celebrates your dreams and enhances your light. But we can't get there, and we can't step into that you know, powerhouse stance, which is all about being soft and feminine and receptive and open and really being generous in the disclosure of what it is that we truly want. Because if you can disclose that information early on, you'll see a guy, if you're dating him, he's going to be trying on your dreams to see if he could actually see himself being able to provide for that dream. Whether that means he just encourages it, you know, it's something that he believes in, that he can get behind. Not necessarily, like, fund your dream. That's not what I mean. Like, he wants to see if he can get behind who you are and help you elevate and shine. And so the more high-quality information you can give as a woman, the easier it is to suss out alignment. Because when you give high-quality information about yourself and what you're up to, where you're going, what you want, it also opens a space for him to do the same. And then you get to see, like, is he a match for me? And that's really where I desire to get women to, is this point where they're clear that the dating process is very much them determining whether this guy fits for them. Yeah. Not, like, auditioning for a spot in his life. Right. That is a, Does he like, like me? Does he on. not like me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What can I say to be most pleasing? Like, ugh. Oh, no. yeah. Like. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Like, you're, you are just as much seeing if he's a fit. Like, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. So juicy and empowering. Yep, I agree. So cool. Yeah, well, that's it. my rant on. Well, I'm loving your rant. <laughs> I'm loving it. Well, and it's just such a huge topic, right? I mean, I think yeah. I love what you're saying too because it, it just, you know, to kind of like, I don't want to sound kind of um, cliche here a little bit, but it, it just saves you energy and time too. You know, like you're not investing mm-hmm. all of this this heart and energy into somebody that you're not truly in alignment with. Love that. Absolutely. I think it's so powerful. It yes. is. And like at the very beginning, you have the least, invested yeah it's actually the safest time to say the most outrageous shit (laughs) and I don't mean like being an asshole I mean like your biggest most amazing dreams like I was recently you know in a situation where I got to share some of that information and I was like you know what I'm just gonna put it all out there I'm like there's this you know 
dream that is actually in motion right now in my community where there's a group of my friends and I that are working towards buying a castle in Europe. Like, I'm all about castles. Like, and, I got that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a legitimate dream of mine. And if I'm going to go forward into the, you know, even the conversation of dating someone and then eventually the conversation of being in a relationship with someone, that is a dream that they need to be on board for. Because yeah. it's non-negotiable. It's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's also pretty outrageous. Like, it is not something that most people, you know, are dreaming about. <laughs> and so I put it out there to see, like, how does this person respond to something that is fundamentally important to me? And he was great. He just, like, rolled with it. He played with it. Like, he asked me questions. And, like, it was a wonderful interaction. And at that point, I had the least invested in this dynamic mm-hmm. and like that's a very safe place to start exposing yourself and saying this is who I am this is what I stand for this is what I'm up to in the next three five ten years and you know if that is a fit for you great and I need to know that stuff about you too to make sure that you're a fit for me and it's better to have those conversations early on then when you're already emotionally bonded, and this happens after sex, ladies, if your brain gets saturated with bonding hormone and you don't (laughs) think straight after having sex with a guy, and so you're not actually seeing him as he is, you're seeing like the fairy tale version of what you want to see, be very careful about that and have these conversations before you decide to have sex with someone. And mm-hmm. otherwise, like, the whole, the whole thing gets really messy really fast when we haven't had those conversations and stuff that alignment before we have sex with someone. Mm, love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and interestingly, too, because it's like we tend to kind of make excuses for people that are not in alignment with us, I find, once, once we're maybe bonded in that way or there's, like, you know, there's invested time and energy. Maybe we've been together for a while. It's like, oh, no, like, you know, we kind of I've seen that a lot in, in some of my friends and I've seen it in myself many years ago as well. Like, you know, just really mm-hmm. being OK with some of the stuff that's not OK with us. So. I love yeah. that you're pointing at that because that's, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Ladies, it you can have, huge. you can have the relationship <laughs> that you truly desire. Yes. Yeah. So cool. You know, and, and I, I don't want it to sound like if you set yourself up not that way that you're doomed and you're yeah, in a relationship it. right now and you're like, I didn't set it up that way. I'm like, I'm screwed. No, that's not true. But you're going to have to start, you know, being really brave and exposing yourself and, be prepared that your partner may not want to sign up for that. Like the guy that I was dating with the recording studio, that's what happened. Yeah. You know, I, like when we got into that relationship, I really sussed him out and I was like, okay, what does his life look like and how do I contort myself into mm. a pretzel to be the most pleasing person that he would choose? How do I change my entire lifestyle so that it fits with his? And that worked for about three years, and then I started to come into my own and really find these things that I was passionate about, and I, I, I had to follow them. And I remember having a conversation with him, and he's like, Kelsey, like, the things that you're talking about now and these like, areas that you want to go, he's like, that's not the person that I signed up to date. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. you know what? That, that's so true. Like that, that is a very honest statement and I get it. Like I get that that is not the person that you signed up to date three years ago and this is who I've become. Mm-hmm. And I get that you can't go forward with me anymore. And so again, like that's why the self-love work is so important because if that is the outcome, we've got to be brave enough to leave what no longer serves. Yeah. Because by staying in a relationship that dims both people's light you're actually ripping off the world from your divine gift and that's mm-hmm. both people like both people are now compromised in terms of being able to fulfill on their potential if they're in a dynamic that doesn't actually contribute to their illumination does that make sense yeah and ripping off the world kelsey i am so <laughs> gonna quote you on that <laughs> <laughs> that was epic you are ripping off the world girl Love it. <laughs> oh, 
That's so good. I like how you have these little these little one liners in there. Awesome. Awesome. So good. And so, so, so true. And and actually I really relate to that because um me and my partner now, we we had first started dating about three years ago and it was it was disastrous. And you know, we just we didn't know each other and we didn't have any of those conversations and we we were just really kind of not truly being together and being a unit and it wasn't right. actually until the past, like we kind of were on and off. And then a couple of years ago, like we really committed and in the past year, and it's been an on, obviously a work in progress all the time, but mm-hmm. you know, just really continuing to get to know each other in this, this more deep and profound way as we both evolve and we're both coming into who we truly are and everything. And it's exciting and it's fun. And, and so like, sometimes when we hear about having these conversations, it sounds like it can be so hard and intimidating even like to really expose all of these dreams to somebody. But I mean, it's in my experience personally, it has been so incredibly rewarding and it's brought us so much closer, you know, like we really truly have each other's back and, um, and know what the big picture is, you know? And so, yeah, just in my experience, just over here, it has been really really rewarding so mm, i love it, that it works love girls it, it works <laughs> <laughs> it works you know and if, if you're afraid of revealing that to a partner right off the bat practice with your girlfriend yes sisterhood like going back to sisterhood like and if you if your friends aren't people that you can tell your dreams to they should not be your friends yes bingo <laughs> Yes, like, they are accessories. They are accessories, <laughs> yeah. not friends. <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's a good way to suss out, like, are these women actually, you know, my sisters? Yeah. And are they actually aligned for me? Like, could I reveal to them my biggest dreams and be met with encouragement? Even if they don't quite understand it or it's not their jam, but, you know, they're going to say, hmm, okay, how can I help? Like, what do you need from me? Like, let's do this. Like, let's make sure that you shine. Yeah. Like that's, that's a true sister. That is a true friend. And, you know, if that's not happening in your social circle, it may be time for an upgrade. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Especially cause I think, you know, in, in the female communities, my experience was definitely a lot of cattiness for a little while. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I was the loner for a little while too. Yeah. I kind of like kept my distance from people and stuff like that. And Letting women in has been one of the most incredible experiences of my adult life. Mm, um, yeah. How, like, what would you say to somebody who is, you know, maybe they've been kind of struggling to meet those friends or, you know, any, any of the lovelies that are maybe listening here and going, hmm, like, I'm hearing how impactful this can be for me. Like, you know, how can I start to, to make those kinds of friends and create more sisterhood in my life? I mean, the first thing I would say is come to my sisterhood. Yes. <laughs> well, that was that was the I, obvious, yes. <laughs> you know, like I, I collect those types of women, and there's a certain process that we go through in terms of sussing out alignment, and there's certain agreements of conduct in the sisterhood circle. Mm. And those agreements of conduct filter out the drama. And... So it, it actually is a very safe place just by virtue of everyone in that room has agreed to a certain standard of behavior. Um, so that that's always an option. And in terms of creating sisterhood outside of, you know, a sisterhood group like that, you know, you want to do the work on identifying what you're passionate about. Mm. So what actually turns you on in life? And then get to work doing that. Because when you are turned on by your life, you naturally pull in to your life people who are resonating at a similar frequency. And so those are people that you're automatically going to have soul alignment with because they're also buzzing on the level of following their passion and really being lit up by their life. And so if you don't know what turns you on, and I'm not talking about sexually, although that is also a very important thing now, ladies. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm talking about, like, what turns you on in life. Like, what gets you excited? What could you talk about for hours? Like, when you talk about, like, this topic, like, you actually stand up straighter. Your shoulders mm-hmm. go back. They drop. Like, your eyes look up. They get sparkly and bright. And, like, you talk a million miles a minute because it is something that actually turns you on. What is that thing? And there may be more than one thing 
Like, I can get this passionate about crystals. I can get this passionate about sage. I can get <laughs> this passionate about twirling ribbon wands and castles and, like, all sorts of magical shit. Like, all of it. Like, all of it. And, you know, there's so many areas that, you know, turn me on in my life. And if I don't allow myself to go there, I'm going to keep attracting low-frequency people because guess where I am? Mm -hmm. I'm down in a low frequency. So the first thing to do would be find what it is that turns you on. What are you passionate about? And then get to work doing it. And as you do that, you're naturally going to be more open. You're not going to have to, you know, use all these communication tactics and skills and scripts and shit. Like, no, like when you're actually in your alignment, Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about what you're going to say. It just comes through you. Yeah. You feel compelled so cool. to say hi to someone, you say hi to someone, and you don't even give it a thought because there's something bigger than you that's pulling you to make that connection. And that's where I really feel fired up about getting women to, to that place where they're not in their head about yeah. dating or in their head about making friends or in their head about following their career or their passion, but they're actually like dropped in to their body. Mm-hmm. They're dropped into their feminine experience. And they're allowing this, you know, wisdom of their higher self to flow through and really have those connections just naturally unfold. You know, when you're in alignment with yourself, you have endless things to talk about. You know, you are hilarious. You know, you say the funniest (laughs) things when you're in alignment because you're not thinking like, oh, is this going to be funny? Are they going to like what I just said? You're just in your mojo, girl. Yeah, you're like... I like me. I'm funny. Like, and if you don't think it's funny, I still think I'm funny. So at least somebody's benefiting here. Like, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but women are so in their head and like, there's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, in terms of like tactics, scripts, like say this to him, say that to him, say blah, blah. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, that is a that's... huge fundamental misunderstanding of how the feminine is actually hardwired. That is not what actually gets you to the point of success, ladies. Yes. Thank you for clearing <laughs> that up. get out of your head. Thank yeah. you for clearing that up. Like, and seriously, I, like, I've gotten a few messages in the past few months from just other women that were like, hey, I just wanted to reach out and just say hey. And like, I just, we have a lot in common or like whatever. Like, it's totally okay to do that for men or women. Like, reach out mm-hmm. and talk to people mm-hmm. and like connect with people. I think that's fantastic. And I always welcome it with warm arms. I'm like, yes, this is badass. Yeah. I love that yeah. you trusted your gut. Like, I th- I did that to mm-hmm. you, Kelsey. I reached out to you. I was like, hey, I've seen your stuff. I think you're absolutely lovely. We're probably going to cross paths, you know, at mm-hmm. one point mm-hmm. in the future. Let's be Facebook friends. <laughs> yeah. You know? you know? So, and I've so met good. some of the best friends I have at, like, events and different things. Like, go to places where, you know, those passions are alive and, and you mm-hmm. know, thriving. Because you'll, you'll meet your peeps. You will meet your yep. peeps. Absolutely. I feel you, girl. Girl, you have dropped some serious nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) There were some nuggets in this episode, so... I am. Um, I know that the uh, the listeners are going to have a lot to to talk about and and dig into. So thank you so 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 much for that. You're um, very very welcome. Thank you. And I would love for them to know how they can connect with you. So we will obviously drop your links and stuff like that, so people can you know get into what you're doing and get connected. Perfect. And will you do just a little? I know you talked a little bit about your event, but you can you know will you just let us in a little bit more on what's going down this weekend? Because we're going to be mm-hmm. doing a little giveaway, mm-hmm. which you have been so lovely yeah. to to give us some tickets. So yeah, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So tell us what uh, sure. what you're up to this weekend. So the entire it's a full day training, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on those three pillars that we briefly spoke about in the interview. So we're gonna start the day on self love and what that's all about and how we actually get into sync with ourselves. And I'm going to go through a couple different exercises, throw down some truth and some teaching, and then I'm bringing up one of my past clients who has a really extraordinary story of self-love and how that, like, totally changed the course of her life. So she's going to come up and share her story. And the second segment of the day is all about sisterhood and how do we build those high-quality networks with women and what, what is that process? 
What does it look like? And what are we what do we need to look for in terms of a high quality sisterhood? And how that interconnects with our feminine energy and being in sync with our feminine energy and how to elevate that. So we're gonna talk about like increasing pleasure, happiness, fun, playfulness, all of those things that are fundamentally feminine and tie them into sisterhood. Then we're doing a breakout session and we're going to jam on all things sisterhood. And so you're going to get like a little pod with one of my leaders and they're going to facilitate a conversation about sisterhood and really give you the experience of what it feels like to be met fully with a group of women who just get your soul. And the final segment of the day is all about men and making magic with them. So we're going to start to go. <laughs> we're going to go through those fundamental differences between men and women. We're going to look at what really can set up a dynamic with a guy to really work, and have you know the way that you can show up in your feminine essence to bring out the best in him. And this is effective with your boyfriends, with your husbands, with your brothers, your fathers, your friends, like any guy in your life. Like this whole dynamic and this dance, it works with all of them. And there's a way to bring out the best in the guys in your life, and that is so tied to you being able to own the best that's in you. And then we're going to wrap up the day with another client of mine. She's going to come up and share her story about boundaries and standards and how through the application of self-love and sisterhood, it led her to this place of being able to really claim her worth and really claim her value, and the extraordinary high-quality men that are just literally flooding into her life every day. Wow. And, you know, so she's going to wrap up the day with that, and uh, and then there's, you know, going to be time to network and, and chat and, you know, build those connections with the women in the room. And my intention with it is, you know, anyone who comes to the event, you know, if that's the only work that they ever do with us, It'll be enough to set them on an extraordinary course in love. And, you know, if, if they feel called to work deeper with us, those opportunities will be made available as well. Beautiful. It sounds like an incredible yeah. time. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, man. So too. seriously, thank you again so much just for everything that you, welcome. like listening to your flow and just how in this work you really truly are and just how much you love people in this whole process has been so beautiful to witness. So thank you so much. Mm. And, You're very uh, welcome. Thank you yeah. for having me. Uh, yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast after the fact and the events already passed, you can still go check out Kelsey. Like she said, there's going to be other events, lots of stuff happening. She's in her flow. She's going to have castles. There's going to be things going down in the next <laughs> while. So make sure you are in on her whole jam because yes, castles, mm. seriously castles. Mm. Love it. Love, love, love it. So thank you again so much, darling, for coming on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. And for everyone listening in, we always welcome your questions and comments. So make sure you send those over. And I hope that you all have the most wonderful weekend ever.